Hi, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Here's what I think. Today we're going to talk a little bit about snacking while on the keto diet. As you all know, I've been on my own keto journey for the last 18 months. Um, It has been great. I've lost a lot of weight. I would estimate it at around a little over 50 pounds perhaps. Um, I'm estimating because I don't weigh. (laughs) I refuse to go back to being a slave to the scale and whatever it decides to tell me on any given morning. I've been there before. Um, Those of you who have struggled with weight, like myself all our lives, understand exactly what I mean. You know, we go through these cycles where we lose weight, we gain it back, we lose weight, we gain it back. And there's a reason for that. But I think I have found the tool that I can use. Um, it's not a magic bullet. It's not a, it's not a pill. It is a decision to live a certain way. And this certain way is the least painful way that I have found to date um, to lose weight. And it's a low-carb diet, specifically the ketogenic diet. But today I want to talk about snacking. That's one of the questions that I get asked a lot. So what do you eat for snacks? Can you snack on your own keto? What do we eat? What can we? Are we allowed to snack? All right. First thing I want to clear up is that we are big people here. So the question of allowed, are we allowed, shouldn't even come up. You have agency over your own body and your choices. I have that agency. And so all I'm going to do, I can't give you permission to snack or not. What I will do is share um, some information. I will share my own um, story. And then you, responsible adult grown you, will do what you will with that information depending on your goals and your proclivities and your inclinations. I cannot tell you, no one can give you permission to eat or not to eat, right? We take responsibility for our own choices. So, excuse me, let me drink some water, sorry. The ketogenic diet and snacking. First up, why do we even snack? You ever thought about that? Our whole modern way of living and eating is built around this practice of snacking, eating between meals. And there are even those who say, yes, you have to graze continuously throughout the day in order to lose weight. And so they actually encourage the consumption of many small meals including snacks, in order to do what they term, keep your metabolism up. Let's mash down that lie. That's false, and you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of being overweight, if being overweight is your struggle, okay? We're we're not built to be continuously eating, We're not built. Think about our ancestors, our forefathers. First up, 
They didn't have a fridge or a cupboard or a supermarket where food, their next meal, was within arm's reach. So they had to expend a little energy to go after whatever they wanted to consume, right? They had to walk, they had to climb, they had to pick, they had to dig, they had to kill. It's not like us where we just stretch our hands and food is there at the ready. Um, and so, and they never had refrigerators. They never had um, any way of, well, they had some, some, some primitive type methods for preserving food, but certainly not frozen food, not a lot of pickled food and so on, um, like we have today. And so whenever they wanted to eat, they had to go get it, is what I'm basically trying to say. And so do you think that they had food at arm's length each and every time they wanted to eat something? No, that's not how we were meant to be. The other thing I want to bring to your attention is that there are whole businesses that are predicated on the notion of us eating around the clock and eating snacks around the clock. Um, how do you feel about being a pawn in anybody's game or anybody's agenda other than yours? I resent it. I don't want to be the person or the linchpin on which a big company like, and I'm not going to name it, um, builds their, their revenue models and their profitability models. I'm eating chips all day or grabbing a pack of cookies or eating this Danish. No, I kind of resent it. I resent the notion of being manipulated to consume food that I really don't need. So we've established, I hope, that we weren't really built to be eating around the clock. And I'm going to go into a little of the, the biology behind that. Why? Why? Those of us who struggle with being overweight are most likely the victim of something called insulin resistance. Right? It's called insulin resistance. What is that? It means that when we consume mostly high carbohydrate type food, that's sugars and starches, our body responds to the spike in our blood sugar. And that spike in the blood sugar comes from those high carbohydrate foods. It responds, our body responds by trying to break down this carbohydrate for energy. How does it do that? It secretes a hormone called insulin. And insulin is supposed to help in the digestion or the metabolism of carbohydrates. Now, those of us who are overweight, typically, this is what happens in our bodies. Our blood sugar goes up when we eat these carby foods. Our body responds by secreting insulin. But the insulin that the body secretes is unable to deal efficiently with the increased blood sugar for one reason or another. And so what does our body do? Our body secretes more insulin. Does it work? No. In response to that, the body secretes more insulin. It's a vicious cycle. And what we insulin-resistant people are left with is two things. High blood sugar levels, because the insulin is unable to deal with the 
increases in the blood sugar and increases in the insulin levels. Those two elevated levels in our blood set off a whole chain reaction of undesirable um, stuff happening in our bodies. The first thing that happens is that we never ever feel full. The high insulin levels interfere with that feeling of fullness and that is why we can't stop eating, especially the carbs which we have a craving for. You ever notice that you're unable to eat half a bag of chips and put it down? You have to eat the whole bag of chips. Have you ever tried to just pull three cookies out of a bag and put back the bag? No, you can't do it. And it is not because you are weak or it is not because you are greedy. It is because of the chemical reactions going on in your body. So we never feel full, which leads us to eat more. <clears throat> and it perpetuates this cycle of high blood sugar, high insulin levels. The other thing that happens when our insulin levels are high is that we hold on to fat. You ever wonder why it's so hard for you to lose weight? Even when all you're eating is a yogurt and some fruit in the morning. Well, yogurt and fruit is typically quite sweet and sugary. So your blood sugar is going to go up, right? Or you might be having cereal and low-fat milk. Well, when they take the fat out of the milk to produce this low-fat milk product, they replace it with sugar. And so you're having all your whole grains, which are high carbohydrate. Yes, it have fiber, but it is high carbohydrates. You're having this whole grain cereal and this low-fat milk, and you're thinking that you're doing something good for your body. And all you're doing is triggering, even though the calorific value may be low, what is happening is that you are triggering your blood sugar levels. They're elevated. You're triggering your insulin levels. They are continuously elevated. And you are holding on to fat and you're not burning your own fat. And the insulin actually encourages the body to store fat. Do you see what's happening? So all the little snacks, the two crackers here, which never is two crackers. You know I'm right. It's a bag of crackers and the low-fat milk and the cereal in the morning and the single muffin at 4 o'clock or at 10 o'clock. Um, it's not about the total calories or that 100-calorie pack of cookies. It's about the carbohydrates, especially the refined ones, the white flour, the sugar, triggering your insulin secretions, your body not being able to use that insulin effectively on the carbohydrates in your blood. And you wonder why you're gaining weight or at the very best, you're not losing weight. This is what happens when we eat continuously throughout the day. You, we sabotage our own weight loss efforts because of the reactions going on in our body. So let's come to keto now. So does it matter then if what you eat, if you're on this low-carbohydrate diet and um, you want a snack? Shouldn't I be able to snack and eat around the clock once I'm not eating carbohydrate-rich foods? Well, you're a little better off for sure. Um, but there's research that says 
that even the presence of fats and protein triggers the release of insulin um, into your bloodstream. Not as much, perhaps, as if you had eaten a muffin, but the insulin is still released. So what am I, what am I really saying with respect to snacking and the ketogenic diet or any other low-carb diet for that matter? First of all, we've established that snacking might not be the best approach to lose weight, to losing weight, okay? However, when you're just starting out on the keto diet or any weight loss program for that matter, one of the surest ways to fail is to allow yourself to get hungry and to feel deprived. So one of the strategies that I recommend to my clients and to my friends who are just starting out and have weight loss as their goal is that I don't want you ever to feel hungry. And remember, you don't just stop eating carbohydrates today and bam, tomorrow your body chemistry changes. No, your body has to transition from burning glucose for energy, which is what it does when you eat a carbohydrate-rich diet, to burning fat for energy, which is what happens when you are in ketosis and well on the way in terms of consuming high protein or moderate protein and high healthy fats. Okay, so the, the aim of the ketogenic diet or any low carb diet for that matter is to transition from burning sugar, burning glucose for energy to burning fat. Hopefully, our fat, that's how we lose weight. We call that being fat adapted. <clears throat> and so we want the more, let me frame it this way instead, the less carbohydrates we intake, the quicker we will get to fat adapted. But it's a journey. It is is a journey and so we have to transition over and it is in that transition phase that I recommend I say if you are hungry then snack by all means and I'll go on to explain what sort of snacking I recommend um, while you are transitioning to being completely fat adapted but let's talk a little more about snacking so apart from the fact that we're told that you should be grazing throughout the day and eating many small meals throughout the day um, to keep your metabolism burning, I have discovered, certainly in my case, that a lot of the snacking that we do is not based on hunger. It's based on habit. Think about it. After you have your dinner at night or you have your last meal in the evening and you sit down to watch TV, don't you reach for something to munch on? That's not hunger that you're dealing with there. Let's be honest. Or you're going on a long drive and you had, a, you had breakfast before you left. Um, and two hours into the drive, you get the munchies, they call it. That's not hunger. That's something to do with your hands. That's something to do or it's a habit that you have developed where 
I always eat popcorn at night or when I'm driving, I like to have a pack of chips in my lap and I just snack on the chips. Or when I'm watching a movie, I, I, I eat cookies. That's what I do. So snacking is not 100% built around real hunger, is it? It's about habits. And so my encouragement to you is what, how I challenge myself. I've had to change a range of eating habits that I had. And it's not easy, but it is possible. But in this post, uh, in, this, in this podcast, sorry, I want us to, the central message that I want to get through, to share with you, is that snacking, the notion of snacking around the clock is not a good one. We want to give our body a chance to burn our own fat. The second thing is, when you are just starting out on keto or a low-carb diet, you are in a state of transition from metabolizing sugars for energy to metabolizing fats for energy. And during this transition, I do not recommend that you get hungry. And so, for sure, snacking can be I have no issue with snacking in the early stages of keto. If it prevents you from eating a muffin, then do it. If it prevents you from eating two bags of chips or even one bag of chips or even half a bag of chips, do it. Okay? Um, later on in your keto journey, as you become fat adapted, and this is the great news. This is the great news. You will be able to confine whatever you eat into a narrow window, defined window. We call that practice intermittent fasting. And I could do a whole other podcast on intermittent fasting, and I probably will, because it has been a game changer for me, certainly. And um, so right now, I only eat in a six-hour window, between noon and 6 p.m. Anything outside of that window, my body is burning its own fat. How wonderful is that? How absolutely wonderful is that? Great. So having said that, you're just starting out on keto. What kind of snacks are great to eat? First of all, no carbohydrates at all. Not even two crackers. I swear to God, do not do that. When you think about eating even one cracker, I want you to picture your blood sugar spiking. I want you to picture your poor body pumping out insulin to deal with that. And yes, one cracker, one apple. Yes, the fruit from sugar is carbohydrates. You're trying to lose weight. You really ought not to be eating too much fruit at this stage, if that is your goal. And that's my very clear and strong recommendation to you, right? You want to lose weight, you have to make some changes. How can you change something major about yourself without changing something major that you've been doing? Haven't you been eating fruits? Haven't you been gaining weight? Haven't you been finding it hard to lose weight? So how can you reasonably expect to continue doing that? Yes, I'm being very direct because um, I believe somebody needs to hear it. Okay, so here are some great keto snack ideas as you transition to becoming completely fat adapted. Nuts, nuts are great. The thing with nuts, you got to watch your 
portions read your labels look at it if you want to lose weight typically you have to be consuming less than 20 grams of of carbs total per day so a very small pack of peanuts for an example is four grams of carbs that should be your approximate serving size you can mix the nuts up you can have them salted you can lightly toast them in your oven with your favorite spice blend so you have a savory kind of a trail mix or a nut mix or you can put a little nutmeg on it or a little cinnamon and put a pack of your favorite low-carb sweet on it and toast it and you have a sweet nutty kind of trail mix to munch on again your portions mind your portions you can make keto granola it's too easy to make and you make you you leave out any grain component that you typically find in the granola that you buy in the supermarket so you can buy assorted nuts and seeds pecans walnuts macadamia nuts almonds coconut not the sweetened one nice dried coconut flesh sunflower seeds pumpkin seeds and you can mix them and um, create your own granola to either eat dry Again, your portions are going to be critical here so that you maintain your carb count for the day. Or you can have it with a cup of almond milk or coconut milk, which are two low-carb milks that are very good for you. Cheese is another great low-carb snack. You can have a few cubes of a good hard cheddar or you can have cream cheese that you flavor with whatever you want. You can flavor it with two or three strawberries or blueberries or smoked salmon or in Jamaica here, Solomon Gundy is delicious. It's a paste made with a smoked herring fish with lots of pepper and onion. And you can just mix that up with your cream cheese. And you can use cucumber rounds, for example, as in place of crackers. Or you can eat it just like that. Hard-boiled eggs are portable. They're a great source of healthy fats and great protein count you can have hard-boiled egg with some cheese or by itself um, you can make keto crackers with almond flour or coconut flour and you can um, flavor it with different herb blends and with cheese you can actually make cheese crisps in the oven by just melting um, grated cheese and they melt and become quite crisp upon cooling very nice and you know let me just stop the beauty about a lot of these um high protein higher fat snack ideas that i'm giving you is that unlike the cookies and the chips and the crackers they do not trigger cravings they actually fill you up it's it's a great feeling i i remember snacking on um pork rinds chitlins pork rinds that you can get um, in supermarkets like in the States. We can't get them in Jamaica, unfortunately. And I swear to you, a half a cup of these things, I'm able to close the bag and put it up. I could never do that with a tin of Pringles chips. Can you? I couldn't. But because the pork rinds are so high fat, half a cup fills and satisfies that need for salt and crunchy that you have from time to time. Um, there are recipes for using a dry roasted seasoned cauliflower 
as a popcorn substitute. I've never tried it, but it's out there. You can buy deli meat slices and stuff them with cream cheese or olives or pickles or all of the above. And two or three of those, it's a good pick-me-upper, satisfies a craving for something. And you can eat olives on their own, pickles on their own. Those are just some ideas of what's available out there for you to snack on if you're serious about transitioning to burning your own fat for energy and losing weight. Um, I invite you to check out my, my blog, kellycatherine.com. kellycatherine.com. It's one word, Kelly Catherine. The Catherine, let me spell out the entire website for you. K-E-L-L-Y-K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N. I actually have some great recipes. Easy, because I'm a lazy cook. I'm a cook, but I'm a lazy cook, right? I have some great recipes there to help you prepare your keto snacks. And when you subscribe to my blog, you also get some great dairy-free recipes and transitional recipes to help you transition into a keto way of living. So check out my blog for the recipes. But... I, I hear the groans and I understand it. Recipes? So you mean I have to go make snacks? Yes, because this is not a low-carb world yet. And um, I know increasingly keto is becoming a, a catchphrase for many. And certainly in North America, there are whole aisles and shelves that scream keto at you. And so you might go ray, you know, in the same way that you could walk into a gas station and pick up a pack of potato chips or banana chips. Um, you wish that you could walk into a supermarket or a gas station and pick up a pack of keto crackers. A word of caution on that. Read the back of the pack. Many, many of these convenience products that scream and shout and proclaim themselves to be Keto are not. They're full of preservatives. They are full of emulsifiers. They are full of grain. These are things that in our quest for wellness, we don't want. They're going to trigger your blood sugar. They're going to cause inflammation. And so I implore you to read the label in a pinch every now and then. Sure. It's better for you to pick up a pack of whatever keto snack than to pick up a, a, a muffin or a cheese danish. Absolutely. Is it the best option around? No. It is better than the muffin, but it is not the best option around. Even the protein bars, you know, screaming out 13 grams of protein per serving, which is great. But look at the amount of sugar in it. Look at the amount of ingredients that you can't even pronounce the names of. So as a stopgap in an emergency, I would say if you have to have those um, store prepared, those commercially prepared so-called keto snacks, go for it. If it keeps you away from a candy bar, it's absolutely better. But the optimal solution is for you to plan ahead. Isn't that the case with any weight loss program, though? You have to plan ahead so that you don't fail. And you can make a lot of these um, snacks and store in your freezer or in your fridge or in an airtight jar 
and you can carry them with you. You're going to have to get into the habit of walking with your, your low-carb food if you are serious. If you are serious and if your goals are that important to you. What's your why? What is your why? Keep that front and center and then plan and support your why with, with this. Yes? Um, that's my chair creaking, if you heard that. And you've been hearing it throughout the podcast. That's my chair. I just feel the need to say it. The last set of snacks that are very popular for those of us in this keto way of life are things called fat bombs. When you're just starting out, fat bombs can be great. They are typically very small, either sweet or savory treats made with stuff like butter and cream cheese uh, in, in a lot of cases. And you can make them and freeze them. Um, the cheesecake, the cheesecake flavored fat bombs are awesome. And you can flavor them with um, unsweetened cocoa powder. And you use an approved low carb sweetener. And one single fat bomb can stave off cravings and can satisfy an urge. Um, again, remember to visit my blog. I have a link to a recipe for 99 different fat bombs, sweet ones and savory ones. Uh, try it, try it, because it is better. It, remember, remember the rule, you know, we say no to deprivation and we don't really want you to get hungry because you will fail. You will fail. And so in the first instance, these are some great low-carb snack options that I encourage you to try to prepare for yourself. Walk, get in the habit of walking with your food to prevent any slippage and feeling like you're backed into a corner. So let me just take this pack of potato chips. Remember to picture what happens to your body when you eat these high-carb foods. Is it in support of your personal goals? If not, why are you doing it? Okay, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember to check out my blog, kellycatherine.com. You'll get all the recipes there. And let me know. Let me know how it's working for you. Let me know. It's absolutely possible to win on keto. And yes, you can snack on keto. And as you do keto and as you win on keto, your need for snacking, if you're doing it correctly, will decline. But in the first instance, snack away. Use some of the solutions or the ideas that I presented. Let me know how that works for you. And that's what I think. <laughs>